0: Welcome to Replenish Hope. I am your host, Denise Castro. Hi, I am Denise Castro and welcome to Replenish Hope. We are going to continue in the topic of the resurrection of hope. We're going to read from the book of John, chapter 4, verses 4 and on. And it reads like this. On the way, he had to go through the country of Samaria. In Samaria, Jesus came to the town called Sychar. This town is near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from his long trip, so he sat down beside the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to the well to get some water. Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. This happened while Jesus' followers were in town buying some food. The woman said, I am surprised that you asked me for a drink. You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. Jews are not friends with Samaritans. Jesus said, You don't know what God gives and you don't know who asked you for a drink. If you knew, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. The woman said, Sir, where will you get that living water? The well is very deep, and you have nothing to get water with. Are you greater than Jacob, our father? Jacob is the one who gave us this well. He drank from it himself. Also his sons and flocks drank from this well. Jesus answered, every person who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give will never be thirsty again. The water I give will become a spring of water flowing inside him. It will give him internal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water. Then I will never, ever be thirsty again. And I would not have to come back here to get more water. Jesus told her, Go get your husband and come back here. The woman answered, But I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right to say you have no husband. Really, you have had five husbands, but the man you live with now is not your husband. You told the truth. The woman said, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, but you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where people must worship. Jesus said, Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you will not have to be in Jerusalem or in this mountain to worship the Father. You Samaritans worship what you don't understand. We Jews understand what we worship. Salvation comes from the Jews. The time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Let's read that again. Verse 23. The time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The time is now here and these are the kinds of worshipers the Father wants. God is spirit. Those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. When the Messiah comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus said, He is talking to you now. I am he. It is beautiful to see how these verses explain the story of this woman who is known as the Samaritan woman or the story of the well. And on today's title of today's subject we are going to talk about the resurrection of hope through forgiveness and it's something that i love about the resurrection of hope through forgiveness is because we need forgiveness every day we need forgiveness from our heavenly father as we read here in the book of john our messiah christ we need forgiveness from our loved ones even we have to ask forgiveness to our little ones our friends and family or just even our neighbor forgiveness is a wonderful thing to have in life as a human being we need to be forgiven and we need to ask for forgiveness to flourish in our souls to replenish our hope in humanity, in our relationships, and even in ourselves. The power of forgiveness is so powerful, yet it can be very daunting to even think that, one, we can forgive the actions of others, and two, that we can be forgiven from our own actions. I am now downplaying or limiting the levels of the power of forgiveness. There's some things are easier to forgive than others. And sometimes we are, um, we have more challenges to forgive other people or sometimes it comes to us easier to forgive acts or people or things because the power of forgiveness is, it has to be, truthful there has to be truth there has to be repentance true repentance there has to be remorse uh and they and you have to make sure that it's not repeated again because if if there's no repentance if there's no remorse and if it's no and it's being repeated again that means that the action of forgiveness was just words but it was not a change of heart or change of mindset I really believe that to be forgiven is a huge part of the belief and the one of the foundations of Christianity. But let's put that for aside just for a bit. I think also in your relationships with your children, with your husband, with your spouse, uh, with your family members, with your parents, whoever you have a relationship with it's very important to have forgiveness and respect together yet uh, a lot of times we can abuse the situation of forgiveness we can say well god would forgive me if i do it it's not gives in an excuse and that's not a way to live to live doing a lot of chaos and then be like well god will forgive me no there were Fortunately and unfortunately, the, there will be consequences for all our behaviors, yet the power of the resurrection of hope through forgiveness is very, very doable and it is available for us to do and to have. Yet the process can be very painful for the ones who have to accept the forgiveness or are given the opportunity to forgive somebody as well as the person who's uh, receiving forgiveness um so it goes both ways so going back to the story of this woman sitting at the well doing what she was doing her ordinary day and they, there is jesus the messiah yet she did not know she just saw him and said oh he is a jew and and he saw her and saw her <laughs> knew who she was exactly who she was and everything about her Yet he patiently and kindly and directly asked her to be served some water because he was thirsty. He was tired from a long day. And the woman, the Samaritan woman, was like, "Uh, I am a Samaritan and you're a Jew. We don't get along. Isn't that funny? The bridge of hope in her mind was broken already the differences of cultures or the differences of beliefs, the differences of lifestyles, the differences of the spiritual maturity, the differences of hope within, obviously Jesus is the fountain of hope, but yet she was very broken. As you can know that she had many, many uh, broken relationships in the past and yeah, she came forward and she said, "I am a Samaritan, and you are a Jew, and you are asking me for water." And Jesus, like, "Yes, woman, I am asking you for water. May I please have some water?" And got and Jesus continued to explain that, talking to her, explaining there was more to this ask. It's like when Jesus asks us for our brokenness or the areas in our lives that we have to. God is encouraging us to forgive and also he is encouraging us to ask for forgiveness and to change our ways. It's always through the process of confession and just the process of thinking and, and the Holy Spirit asking you questions. And it's wonderful that the Samaritan woman was actually was having a moment of dialogue but also a moment of of confession, an honest, honest place to share her thoughts, her feelings, with a man that she did not know, but yet there was the spring of hope. As you continue to read, he was just sitting there, patiently waiting for this woman to opened up the conversation and, and God continued to, to talk to her. And he said, I am I'm going to offer you something called the living water, something that you will not thirst no more, something that it would be abundantly that you don't have to work for it, that you don't have to walk towards it and get it yourself. It's going to come naturally within your life it's going to be a living water and you're being so kind to me yet you really don't know who you are talking to and in verse 11 this woman says sir where can i get that living water i don't understand it i mean is it like in this well like and who are you are you greater than jacob our father and and it can't, can you please explain more about who you are and can you please explain about this well? And it's very interesting in our lives how we know about Jesus and the power of forgiveness, the, the power of the living waters. Yet in our lives, we live sometimes so dry Sometimes we live so broken, and sometimes we live so in this, so condemned for our sins, our bad behaviors, our bad attitudes, our of uh, just a, just in this world of brokenness. Either we have caused harm, or harm has caused in our lives. Someone else did that. In this battle of forgiveness and unforgiveness, it's an ugly place to even stand in both sides when there's true repentance and you feel like man i sh- i feel so terrible for what i said i feel awful for what i did this is unforgivable how can someone forget unfor- like who like can, can even jesus forgive me for this terrible sin i have caused or can i have the courage or is it available in my heart to forgive someone else's terrible sin. Yet God was still talking to him. I have something greater for you. And the woman was asking God, can I please have some of that water? Can I please have some of that forgiveness? Can I please have that replenished hope? Can I please have that hope? I, I can't do this again. I, she she reads, I mean, she says, and as you read, I can't c- come back here to get more water. It's tiring. Isn't that true? How sometimes we fail and we get so tired to do it again. We fail as a spouse or we fail as any area in our lives as a mother, as a father. And we like, I can't do this again or when you have challenges in your family and your friends or just life around and it's like I I just don't know if I can forgive again and I'm not I'm not saying abusive behavior is not okay. To take abuse it is not okay and it's and to some limits in a human place it's people say certain levels of of abuse is unforgivable and I totally agree with that I'm talking about things that and if you have done that and you have experienced that I my heart goes out to you and, and I encourage you to take it to Jesus and I encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to walk that with you, I am not advising anything I'm just only sharing and encourage you to walk out forgiveness in your own path and also to ask for forgiveness and walk that out as well. I'm I'm talking of things about just that feeling of unforgiveness, whatever level. And this is another thing. Sometimes we put, well, that is a level ten, and what I did was a level a level five. Pain is pain. Sin is sin. So no matter what level of you're gonna categorize it, the power of Jesus can forgive a ten. And also can forgive a five and a one. God continues to talk to her. And Jesus Jesus tells, tells her, go get your husband and come back here. The woman answered, but I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right to say you have no husband. Really, you have had five husbands. But the man you live with now is not your husband. You told the truth. The power of confession. You know, Jesus knew everything about her and was waiting for her to confess, was waiting for her to be honest with him as well with herself, to no longer be in denial and to, be, to speak the truth, the ugly, painful truth. And even sometimes we make secrets, we make it okay In society, in our relationships, in our community, in our churches, we keep these secrets. Sometimes we are so ashamed of our secrets that we don't want to share with anybody else. It's too painful. Yet, our neighbors probably can hear our secrets um, through the way we speak to our spouse or our children. Our neighbors probably can hear the behavior of our children. It's. I mean, there's so much we can hide from people, but eventually everything comes out. And the worst part of it, when things come out, is when something really tragic happens or when you just have a mental, emotional, spiritual breakdown. And Jesus does not want us to live with that burden, with that guilt, with that heaviness of of forgiveness. And just he does not want us to live thirsty in this world because he is the living water. He wants to set us free from every shame, every sickness, from every broken relationships, from every addiction, from every every uh, mental and emotional and physical property. He will free us from all that. He does not want us to live in a constant episodes of relapse. He wants us to be free and restored and healed. He does not want us to be perfect because he knows that that will never happen in this earth, (laughs) that he is the only one. But he wants us to be like the Samaritan woman, to come and sit and talk to him and to be honest and to speak the truth. And I love it how Jesus said, Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And yes, thank you for speaking the truth. And you're right. You have no, you don't have a husband. And he explained her past broken relationships. And Jesus knows everything about us. And that is something that I get even emotional sharing about because yet God knows everything about us he knows everything about me and he still loves me that is that's the best living water and the best replenish hope that yet he knows every little thing every thought every action every feeling everything that i do and i know that i have broken his heart many times Yet he for, he's offering me the replenished hope through forgiveness. And I am moved. I am so moved because I need Jesus' forgiveness every day. I need to have his forgiveness for I can have that in my heart to forgive others and not because of the, oh, I am better, I am holy, or I am superwoman, or I'm such a good person, not at all, (laughs) but to give me the power and ability to do that and also to give me the humbleness and the honesty and the true repentance, remorse, for not to repeat any harm or anything mean or, I mean, mistakes are going to come. But sometimes in our lives, we do some repetitively things That we say, oh God, I'm not going to do that again. Or honey, or uh, son and daughter, I'm not going to do that. And then bam, it happens again. And sometimes it's something that we learn from our parents. Or this is how the family was. Oh, she just is like her dad. Or or there's a pattern that we learned. Yet those patterns that with Jesus, living water we can break. And there can be true forgiveness and true transformation through the replenished hope of forgiveness. And it's wonderful how once uh, Jesus shares that with her and they had this uh, intimate moment of confession, she was like surprised. Like the woman said, Sir, I can I can see that you are a prophet. You are the real deal. But I mean, where can I worship you? I mean, we are here. We're not in Jerusalem, and I am not a Jew. I, where can I worship you? Where can I learn more from you? I I want to know you. And Jesus says in verse twenty one, he says, "Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you will not have to be in Jer- Jerusalem." Or in this mountain, you won't even have to be a Jew. You there's gonna come a time when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The time is now here, and these are the kinds of worshipers the Father wants. And we are in that time, friends. And more times are coming in our in our own personal walk with God, in our own personal journey, in our own lives, there's going to be mountains and there's going to be challenges and there's going to be some things that we gonna to need to sit in the well with God. And, and those are the moments that we're going to learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth. The power of forgiveness, when you accept Jesus' forgiveness, that's when you experience the true worship of spirit and truth. I worship God now at this moment with all my heart because I am forgiven from all the sins and all the mistakes I have done. I am forgiven. I My worship is different now because my spirit understands the power of forgiveness. And I know the power of the truth forgiveness. I know the power of that and the time is now here it can be as you're walking in walking um in the street at the beach is it it can be as you're driving as you're listening to this podcast the time is here now worship god for he is the living water and god is not look he's he is not saying jesus is not saying i'm seeking for the perfect holy like the super mom, the super dad, the super aunt. Um, I am looking for the most holiest, perfect person. No, he is saying, I am looking for the kind of true worshipers. I, the, I am the father. That's what I want. I want to seek and find true worshipers. In verse 24, he says, God is spirit. Those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. He wants honesty. He wants complete, complete honesty. He does not want us to live in denial and fear, even in shame. He wants us to live free and no longer thirst the power of forgiveness. He wants us to continue to live in the replenished hope through forgiveness. For he is the living water. And then verse 25, the woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. Messiah is the one called Christ. When the Messiah comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus just says in verse 27, then Jesus said, he is talking to you now. I am he. I am he. So in this conversation, we can say, we can be the woman. Well, when I have it all together, when I have time to sit on the well, when my schedule is clean or when I am done with doing my all my errands at the beginning of the day, I'm going to put my alarm on or I'm going to and the end of my day, I'm going to have some time for Jesus. No. Or once I I speak to so and so, I will understand some more. No, the God said, I am he you are I, you're talking to me, he, you You know who you're talking to. It's me. I am the Messiah. I am Christ. And I can explain you little by little or big pieces by pieces, but I can explain everything to you if you just sit with me and just take my living water. And it's amazing how I can only imagine how this woman felt as I put myself in that situation now, I there's some things that I question. Like right now we can read it's like, come on, this is Jesus. But so many times in our own lives things happen and God is talking to us so clearly and yet we're like, why God? Why did this happen again? Why God? Why am I feeling or thinking this way again? Or why is my behavior this way? And there's some things we don't understand patterns we really don't understand and it's just god help us in this moment and i love how verse 28 once she understood maybe not all of it but she understood enough to do the following verse 28 then the woman left her water jar and went back to town she said to the people A man told me everything I have ever done. Come see him. Maybe he is the Christ. So the people left the town and went to see Jesus. Okay. The part that I love about this verse is that she left the jar (laughs) because she was no longer thirsty, physically thirsty. Her soul was now renewed with an interesting, capturing, life-changing moment with God, with Jesus. Yet, she went back to town and she told everyone about this Messiah. And she even said, and he told me everything about who I am and what what I have done. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is there was no shame, no longer in her life. I'm pretty sure her neighbors knew who she was and what she has done. But yet, not all of our neighbors, not all of our friends, not all of our family members, or anybody who f- who sees us online or Instagram or even listens to our podcast, does not know the challenges that we face daily. does not know the mountains we have climbed or going to climb does not know the areas of our hearts that needs to be continued to be pruned and cleaned out yet God knew all of it. And it's interesting how this woman who no longer has shame. She went back to the town and told everybody, everybody about Jesus, the Messiah and told her, told them, Hey, this can possibly be the Messiah. There was still a little doubt there. And that's okay. It's okay to have a little question mark in life because that's where God shows up. And that's where the, that's, that's part of the journey. But it's funny, it's wonderful, not funny. It's wonderful to see that the power of for, uh, forgiveness has resurrected hope in her life. The power of forgiveness has resurrected hope in my life. And I pray the power of forgiveness has resurrected hope in your life. The beautiful thing about being forgiven is to be able to share your story with others. The beautiful thing about being forgiven is to be able to restore your relationships with your family, friends, and neighbors. The beautiful thing about the resurrection hope of for, through forgiveness is that you can share that hope with others. Sometimes I wish I can listen to people who have overcome things that I am have overcome or I'm overcoming because that gives me hope like saying, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. But yet I have hope that my story as it continued to reveal and continue to revolve that it's going to bring a lot of resurrection of hope in other people's lives. And that is the power of the living water. The living water is not only to, for us not to be spiritually thirsty no more, but also to help others, to give others the living water. That we can sit with others at the well, wherever they may be at, broken, embarrassed, shame, with a lot of hate, anger, anger, for the pain that other people have caused in their lives as well the pain that that person has caused because hurt people hurt people one way or another. And we can sit with them, have a very honest time of confession and to be able to share the living water that they may know that this living water does not come from me, does not come from you, but comes from Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And that God is looking for true worshipers who know in their mind and in the spirit the power of the replenished hope through forgiveness. So, dear listeners, as we continue to walk this out, as we continue to receive the power of forgiveness from Jesus Christ, and as we continue to be patient with our loved ones, as we continue to restore our relationships that as that first, the most important thing is to be forgiven from Jesus, to forgive ourselves, to be, to have true repentance, to have true remorse and not to be, not to repeat it, to not abuse forgiveness, but to use it as a tool to replenish hope in our lives and the lives of others. So I invite you to seek Jesus, the Messiah I invite you to sit at the well with Jesus. I invite you to ask for the living water that he is offering. I, will, that I invite you for you can allow God to do a spiritual life inventory in your life. And then whatever comes out may come out and that you may be able to receive the replenished hope through forgiveness. And at the end of the process, you can share it to everyone that. Hope is for everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Replenish Hope. If you want to get daily doses of hope, please subscribe and share the hope with others. And remember, hope is for everyone.